the shape, the face, the town, the night. Ten years later, he's back. Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, rated R. Do you remember that time that that guy in the white mask, I forgot, I forgot his name. You know, the one with the mechanic, like, blue coveralls, and he's got, like, these black eyes, and he's, like, emotionless, and he runs around with a knife, and I think he hunts, like, Jamie Lee Curtis. What's that guy's name? You know, the one that exploded and burnt to death in the last film or the actual the film before that but the last of this story what's that guy called because i don't quite seem to remember his name was something like max no no that's the girl from stranger things miguel no that's the guy from spider-man what's his name Oh, right, Michael Myers. You know, the guy that died in the last film, and somehow he's back. Uh, and the somehow is that the, the studio wanted more money. That's the somehow. The somehow... Oh, oh fuck, that's what I just said. The somewhere... No, the some why of why he's back is because, you know, he's been this inanimate corpse. This is the rundown of the plot. This is non-spoilers so far, right? You know, uh... He, for 10 years, he's been, like, inanimate, and now he's back to haunt his his niece. And that concept is a little derived. It's a little, you know, it's... I wouldn't consider it the greatest storytelling, like, device of the 21st century to introduce a cousin of the main hero to spin off of. It's kind of Star Wars-y in that way. But... This film, uh, I didn't quite like that much, to be honest. To be honest, it kind of felt to me, it was sort of the Joel Schumacher Batmans compared to the dark and gritty, uh, what's he called? The other guy that made Batman. Uh, it's embarrassing that I don't know. Uh, the guy that made Nightmare Before Christmas, or the guy that... Tim Burton, there you go. Uh, if Halloween 1 and 2 are Tim Burton's dark Batman films, you know, where the Halloween 1 is the same as Batman 89, where they're like sort of, you know, these sort of dark, but somehow still not that dark, still sort of mass appeal, sort of, you know, classics. And the second one, Batman Returns and Halloween 2, are much more dark, much more gory, much more adult, you know, sort of, sort of low, less movie-going audience intense and more, you know, dark, broody plot, uh, which you either love or hate, I love both of them, then Halloween 4 is the Joel Schumacher, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, right, which are like these colourful and like totally out of place movies, where the main character looks completely different, 
there's new villains, there's new side characters, the town looks different. It's just totally different, right? Halloween 4 is obscenely colourful compared to the first two. It's obscenely, you know, overdramatic. I mean that, okay, now we're getting to spoiler territory, so I'll give you three, uh, like, seconds to, to get off. One, two, three. Okay, that, that opening scene with the prison, or like the asylum or whatever, he where he's kept, it's sort of whatever, right? It is, it is, it's this like, it's not cool, it's not scary, that's what I mean by whatever, that it's not like, it's not like this creepy place where like, it's not like Shutter Island, where it's like you're scared for the main characters. It's this like dramatic, like there's like green lights and magenta lights, and people are screaming, and there's this like over the top police officer, and one of the characters goes, Jesus, and he goes, Jesus don't got nothing to do with this place, you know, some real, some real cringe, you know, some real makes you want to rewatch the first one kind of plot, right, and I actually really like the whole idea of Michael Myers being inanimate for 10 years, basically, he doesn't move, he, he's sort of like a, I don't know what the term is for that, where he's alive, like brain dead, I guess, where he's like alive, bandaged up, because, you know, last time he got exploded, which they don't really mention. They don't also mention the fact that his eyes were cut out in the last one, or not cut out, shot out, you know, by Jamie Lee Curtis. So then there's this, you know, there's this weird disconnect with the past films, and he's, he's, he's like this bandaged up kind of mummy, and then they, and then he's in the back of a, of a police, like, not police, like a hospital vehicle, and they're going to Smith's Grove, and, you know, one of the guys coincidentally mentions, oh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's character died, and so did her husband or, or boyfriend or whatever, right? Because obviously, I mean, in real life, it's because Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to have that stigma and that sort of uh, casting, you know, like, uh, what's the word for it? Where it's like, you only get cast for a certain role, right? She, she didn't want to get into that. Because she was like the scream queen of the 1980s, right? So, she didn't want to get typecast, there you go. So she opted out of being in this one. So they had to write a new character, Jamie, which is his uh, her daughter, Michael Myers' niece, right? So they mentioned that, oh, she died in a car crash or whatever, and the only living relative she's got left is her niece, right? Don't mind me if I'm like, that I'm like weirdly far away from the mic or weirdly close. It's really because I'm standing up and I'm like, it's. I feel like I'm doing a presentation right now, right? So I actually wish they explored that more. The whole idea of him being totally conscious, but seeming like that's kind of creepy to me. The idea of someone appearing to be like sort of like in a coma and then really being alive the entire time, listening to everyone, what everything everyone is saying, you know like, creeping around in the background, moving when you don't expect them to. They do nothing with that. They just go on this weird, like, plot of him, like, going around, he turns off the energy, and then, he, or the power, right? Not the energy. It's not Star Wars. And then he, he goes on a rampage. He goes to, like, the same locations as num number two. Like, he goes to, he, uh, he goes to the school, for one, right? And he's just going around... You know, he looks severely worse in this film. The mask, 
I do think it looks kind of creepy in some shots where, you know, like the lightning shot or some of the some of the more dark stuff or like on top of the roof when he's got those like small eye slits and it's like sort of creepy. But uh, what I don't like is that they sort of retcon it into being how the mask always was. Like no one mentions that like that's a weird mask, you know. Everyone just remembers that that is the mask. Though it's not. Excuse me. I'm dying over here. Michael Myers is in my house. I'm pretty sure I did this joke yesterday. Anyway. And, you know, the, A, the plot is derivative anyway, but then... It's sort of... Everything it does is basically just take something that already exists. Like a... Like a... A, a Haddonfield school. Or... Smith's Grove. Or... Just the entire look of Haddonfield and the feel of the entire movie. It basically, oh, the mask. It takes everything and does it in a like a lower budget way. And I'm not saying it is lower budget. I'm sure it had a bigger budget than Halloween 2, maybe, right? Just to bring the franchise back. Or maybe it didn't, I don't know. But the whole color, it makes it feel more, you know, cheap. Because it's like, there's all this like, it's like overdone, you know? And I quite like the whole, oh, you know, he he's in he's in mirrors, and he's in he's in he's in like re just any sort of reflection. I quite like that. But it like it's he's just in reflections, and then he's just there, you know. And there's no there's no worry about where he's going to end up. There's nothing about like you know like because Halloween two. Right, took the opportunity for the first time to explore from the killer's perspective a lot of things, right? The camera followed Michael more than it did in the first one or in any other horror movie before then, right? And then came the age of like horror ripoffs like Friday the 13th, which we will cover. And I'm not saying it's bad to copy Halloween, but it is a ripoff, right? And, you know, so it took this opportunity before anyone else to follow the killer. And then, Halloween 4 just continued that, right? It didn't do anything new. It didn't go back to, like, not knowing where he was. There was a lot of lot of certainty about him, and there was a lot of predictability. Even Loomis says, like, if you don't find him in the next three hours, then I'm sure I will. It's like, okay, so you're not, you're not setting up anything new there. You're just basically doing again what was last done right so so there's a lot of this like sort of repetition and what I don't like about it uh, but also some of the plot points don't make sense in terms of the whole copycat thing where there's a bunch of people especially in that one scene when Loomis and the police and Jamie and uh, her f like foster sister I forget her name they they're in the police car and then they get surrounded by these Michael Myerses all with like sort of weird costumes or like one of them's got like the uh, the mechanic outfit, like the zipper pulled down. Is kind of weird, like kind of sexual. Um, and and you know they need to get shot by Loomis, and they're like, oh no, we're just kidding. Why were you kid about that? And then there's this whole, you know, the town becomes like a vigilante mob, you know, like in Halloween Kills, which I never really thought about how much Halloween Kills is literally a reference to Halloween Four. But then, they kill someone, right, just as they do in Halloween Kills, except there's no 
reparation for it. In Halloween Kills, when they kill that, when they drive that certain person to suicide, I'm not gonna like spoil anything. It, this is a spoiler, but like I'm not gonna mention names just so you can at least have the fun of finding out who, right? And plus, I don't know his name. They lead that guy to suicide, and like there's reparations. Like they look back on themselves, they realize how much they're sort of, um, you know, they they have turned so bad, they've become the evil that they were trying to fight. And in this, they shoot a guy, and they just move on. And they still become the heroes at the end when they're like saving Jamie and they're bringing her out of town. And then Michael keeps appearing in random places. There's sort of teleportation, which I quite liked about Michael beforehand, that there wasn't a teleportation. You could sort of see the way he moves. You could see, tr sort of track his footsteps. You could sort of take his path, you know. And I found that very engaging, the idea of following the killer through the alleyways between the, you know, between the um, houses or the bushes he goes past. And I love that. And I sort of want to implement that if I ever make, a like, a movie, you know. Which I certainly want to do. There is less of that in here. He's at the house. They run away to the school. He's at the school. They run away to the graveyard. He's at the graveyard. You know? There's there's, there's no, like... There's no suspense. It's not like he's coming. It's not like in Halloween 2 where Jamie has a tough time because she's been sedated. Has a tough time moving. So it's sort of like the thread is coming at a faster pace than she can run away. Or in Halloween 1 where the thread is coming and she's just unaware. Like, blissfully. In this, the heroes are running as fast as they can, and Michael is just as fast as them, without actually moving. He just teleports. Which is, excuse me, not cool. So I think what I'm trying to get at with this whole review is that the movie, and of course I'll have missed things, and please let me know about them. Tell them to me, like drop a, uh, I think on uh, Spotify you can drop a voice note. Or something like that. Just drop one. Just let me know. DM me somehow. You know. Uh, tell me what I've missed. And what I should add. Uh, but my review. I would give it probably a 6.3. I enjoyed it. It was a fun time. It was like a. It was a new taste for Halloween. And there's definitely some good atmosphere in this film. Despite some of it not really landing for me. And not being as interesting. Some people say it has the best intro. It doesn't. I think the Halloween 2 has the best intro. Where Loomis is like. You don't know what death. Wait sorry. Let me. That was really bad. Let me do that again. You don't know what death is. And then he. And then the, the theme plays in a weird synthesized way. Right. So this is like a 6.4. 6.3 sort of situation. Where it's good. Like I, I'd watch it once. But I wouldn't watch it again. And if you didn't want to have marathon horror movies, I wouldn't really recommend it. But yeah, that's my review. Uh, I think I've really said every everything I want to say about it. And just let me know if you think I've missed something. Have a good rest of your day. And tomorrow, we're going to watch Adam's Family.